FM nominal. Five FM celebrating Women's Day. Our phenomenal women sit down to chat with some more phenomenal women. You were the first lady of daytime radio Five FM and a person of color. Sureshni chats to former Five FM DJ and now psychology graduate Zareda Jardine. So it's Five FM's phenomenal month, and I chose someone <laughs> phenomenal. Thank you, Sue. Tell them what you think it sounds like. I, I mean, it, I have to be honest with you. I'm giggling because. Phenomenal sounds like a sanitary pad. Phenomenal. So I just hope I'm phenomenal with wings. Yes, you're okay. normal or maxi. <laughs> I'm definitely maxi with wings. Heavy girl, heavy. But you laugh about sanitary stuff. My favorite memory is when I moved to Joburg 15 years ago. You taught me about tampons. <laughs> did I? You did. Because I said to her, I don't know how to use this. You even taught me about high heels. You also gave me sex education, Z. You did, did I? You did. And wow. here I... that's, that's interesting because we both come from conservative <laughs> backgrounds. But you, you, were, yeah. you were probably like the, the maxi of, of, of conservative. Beyond. Yes. Could I tell them how you <laughs> physically harass me with your boobs? Oh, wow. oh my gosh, I don't remember Sun the story, City. tell me. Sun City, because I am super shy, I still have my still dress in the bathroom, Yeah. and Zareda was like, still dress in the I bathroom? still do. Oh Has Lee God. never seen you so naked? So Lee busted me in the bathroom the one day, he like, naked. No, that's oh. even worse. So I locked the door, and he goes, what are you doing in there? I'm like, I'm in the shower. And he said to me, are you dressed? I'm like, I'm getting into the shower. Open the door. I'm like, what for? There's another bathroom. I had to open the door, and he goes, he sat at the edge of the bathtub, and he goes, now dress. I'm like, I can't do <laughs> He said to me, especially Ryder, I am your husband. You are now going to undress and get into the shower. I'm like, this is not cool. Not happening. I that was, is crazy, yeah. But you, 15 years later, still, your husband has still not seen you naked. <laughs> and they have well, a baby. I don't know how that happened. We hugged and then the stork arrived and the baby okay, arrived. Okay. But you, in, in Sunset Seattle, <laughs> I'll never forget Nicole, Nicole Fox back uh -huh. in the day. You, Another film. You woman. opened up your gown and go, look at my boobs. And you then proceeded to rub your whole body. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'll never forget. And you go, Sushi, you need to get over this embarrassment. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I, I do. I do recall when I think back. When I think back to you joining Five FM, I remember flashing you quite a bit. You did. I'd be like I one know. of those, you know, one of those and it dirty helps. old men with a coat on, and I'd be like. Sue, <laughs> <laughs> but you helped me. I, I've always, I've always held it that you helped me become this woman that I am today. So thank you for that. Thank you. Sue. Thank I you don't know how much I helped you. If you're still not willing to go naked in front of your husband, but yeah, okay, I can't. Yeah, I can't. It, it, but there's progress. Yes, there's and progress. I think I've learned a lot from you as a phenomenal woman. Thank you. And I, I keep these little memories to my heart. But thank you thank so much you. for uh, when we were asked at Five of Them to choose people that have really made an impact. I chose you first because you were the first lady of daytime radio. Radio 5 FM and a person of color and for me coming in from jo from Durban a little city girl coming to Joburg wanting to fit into 5 FM which was obviously a lot less colorful mm -hmm. um, you were like saving grace somebody that I can like relate to somebody I understand your journey at 5 has been absolutely phenomenal see what you've thank done you. for affectionately known as Z power you really paved the way for many of us so thank you so much thank you yeah. thank you Sue I first of all thank you for having me and for for choosing me to be your femme your nominal voice. person. And uh, you know, I, I, I think everything that you see in me actually exists in yourself. 
I think that whatever you think that I've done for you, I think that you've done for many other young girls out Aww. there too. Because you also come from a small town yeah. and a local radio station. You were with Lotus, Lotus right? Yeah. And you came onto this national platform. So I'm just a mirror for you, girlfriend. Oh, yeah, whatever gosh. you see in me is in you. Girl, this but is like you. your psychology degree. <laughs> okay, so for those of you who didn't know why Z is even super special, see so you in your 40s and you decided like a crazy kid to go back to school. Children don't do that. Why I know, I, I know. School? I woke up one morning when I was 39 years old and I was like, I need more, I need something else. And I've always been, um, I've always been appreciative of human behavior and the observation of human behavior. And I decided that I want to be a psychologist. And so I applied at uh, one university, which was Wits University, and I got in. And I spent my, my, my 40th birthday on, um, in a lecture room. And I've, I'm going to be 45 next year, and I've been studying for the last five years. And we know that you're a professional student because now you don't want to start. I know. You're I know. Addicted. I know. You know, it's so interesting because I didn't appreciate school. Yeah. I didn't appreciate learning. <laughs> in fact, I detested school. I detested a rules rebel. and regular. Absolutely. And now, in my 40s, I feel like all I want to do is learn. Like, I feel, I feel like I can't. I have this insatiable appetite for learning, especially when it comes to um, health and well-being, and especially when yeah. it comes to mental well-being. So I'm not the person that I was when I was um, bullying you. Um. <laughs> Shame, you weren't <laughs> bullying me. Actually, the boys paid for a lot of that, like, show Seuss more. <laughs> I think the guys enjoy it. But, but I understand exactly where you, I think you were always present in your life. You were always somebody who understood your vision. I think you always knew what you wanted to be. And I think that's, I think we all like gravitate to people like that. You've always had this in you. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I, I mean, like if I think about myself as a, as a young teenager, I always knew that I wanted to be in broadcasting. Yeah. And uh, now as a, what's, what's, what's termed uh, middle age, which is crazy because yeah. we live no, much longer. geriatric, darling. Oh, really? Is that yeah. what we call it? <laughs> geriatric. Um, in my middle age, I find that I also know now exactly what it is that I want to do. So it's, yeah. you know, it's, um, it's a different field, but yet not so much. It's, it's, it's just, once again, just an appreciation of, of human behavior. And one thing that probably runs deep inside my blood in my veins is the fact that I love interacting with human beings. I mean, yeah. you, you can't be in media or broadcasting if you don't like True. the interaction of human beings. And so this is just, I guess, another step towards that. So I'm excited about yeah. it. So like a small-town girl from Brits mm -hmm. coming to Joburg, what would you have said to the 16-year-old self now? Like, you was a radio, as a radio back then with your sister and your mom. Oh, wow. You know, I, I, I can't even... So I grew up pretty much like you in a yeah. very um, small... Indian sheltered. community, sheltered community, uh, lots of rules, lots of regulations, lots of you can't do this, you can't, can't, can't. In fact, there was more no's than there were yeses. Um, but having said that, though, there is something very special and beautiful about community living. And that is that everyone's your auntie, everyone's yeah. your uncle. Um, it takes a village to raise a child and everyone takes care of you. So I do, um, I do appreciate that about community living and I'm really, really happy and grateful that I did have that upbringing. But coming to Johannesburg, which is obviously large in comparison to the little one-horse town, I, I don't ever recall being intimidated or scared. It was basically just a thank you so much. Thank you. It was a pure transition of life. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, I, what can I say? I, I mean, I, I often think of myself as fearless, um, 
And if you were to ask me if I have fear, I would say very little, but I know that that's complete BS because we all have fear. But when I think about my younger self, I just think of myself as being fearless because I knew what I wanted. And that's the thing about knowing what you want. When you know what you want, you tend to be fearless yeah. because it's, there's such an authenticity about that and a yeah. truth. So you just jump into it. And so, yeah, I, I don't think there's anything I would say to my younger self, to the 16-year-olds who raided that would be different. Yeah, I, otherwise I wouldn't be where I am right now. I had a, I had a brilliant work ethic. Um, I had a, yeah, everything was as, I guess, as it, as it should be. Or as it was meant to be. Yeah. So you used a very, like, a important trigger word and something that I wrote down before I got here, and I said, if I were to describe you and in one word, it's authentic, because you are still the same human being that I remember 15, 16 years ago. One of the most beautiful and powerful things about being a woman, and, and, and I can only um, speak from the point of view of being a femme, nominal woman, is, uh, <laughs> is that... There is so much power in getting older. And, and you know, I, I try and say this to a lot of people who come to me. Um, oh, my gosh, that sounds like a pure exaggeration a lot, as if I'm uh, inundated <laughs> with people that, come, that are coming to me for advice. But when I do have people ask me for things or, or advice about getting older or people saying things like you look more rooted now yeah. than you ever did before, it's the fact that I really, truly appreciate the privilege of time and getting older. Like so many people in our industry... Yeah. I love how I still say our industry. It is, you're still um, in our industry. In, is, is that they've passed. If you look at TK and Lebu and like all these phenomenal women that didn't really get to see or the privilege of time, yeah. exactly, to complete their story. Although they did leave a powerful mark and that's why we can still mention them today because of that impact that they left, is that they didn't get to have this privilege of time. And so I, I think that I'm all of that that you see right now because I truly do embrace getting older. Yeah. I, I love, I said this the other day on Instagram, the coolest thing I did in my life was going to university at 40. It wasn't anything else. It was going to go and study at 40. And if I can empower any other person to feel that they can do anything at any time, then, then my job is done. Do you know what I'm saying? Because we live in a world with so much fear. There's always someone prettier than you. There's always someone skinnier. There's always someone smarter. And so what lies inside of you that is different to that person that you may be insecure about and that is your age and your wisdom Correct, yeah. and so yeah that's that's what's powerful for me you i think over the years obviously seeing you out of media traveling to the states going on this amazing adventure becoming a mom being in your marriage and then of, of course uh like catapulting yourself in, in the social media frame i was like z just gets better and you seem to you're the chameleon you adapt all the time and you're so good with the environment but i think you're when you started to say you're going to go back to university, I was like, whoa, I have to watch this because I want to study again, mm -hmm. but I feel like, I don't know if I've got it. And I was a great student. Yeah. I loved I loved it. But I, I wonder now if my brain can still do it. And I was like, but there's so much going on. But you yeah. defied that and you said, I'm going to do it. And we silently watched you. And I think that what you've done, you have inspired and you've created this beautiful ripple effect that yeah. education, there's no borders around it. You can study Completely. all the time, do a little mini course, things that inspire you. There's trigger words that are going around in social media, self-care. And recently your posts have been very, uh, they've been very, like you're taking a bit of an introverted look at yourself. I yeah. love what you've been doing talking about mental health. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big thing. It doesn't matter what age you are. We are so defined by, are we good enough? Are we relatable? Are we relevant? Those are mm. heavy words for like teenagers to hear like, 
you get in a group you're in, you're out today, you're in tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Self-care and like really loving your soul. You've been sharing a lot of your personal mental journeys with people. What yeah. has that been like for you? Like have you been through things that have like, well, I need I, a time out of life sometimes? Well, you know, I think I've been going through, so I'm, you know, I'm currently uh, seeing an amazing psychologist and I, I really love psychology because and I love therapy, you know, and I, I also wish that we could destigmatize the word therapy, um, you know, as, 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 as much as we say, oh, I'm going to go and have my brows done. Yeah. You know, we should be able to say, I'm going to go and see my therapist because there's such beautiful wisdom and insight that comes into you allowing someone to um, unravel or come back home to yourself. And, and I, I would say for the last probably year in particular, I've gone through very deep self-reflection um, with myself and my upbringing and my past and my journey. And it's been, I, I think that's what you've seen in, in, you know, in my, if it's a transition or a, a difference that you've seen in my social media, is that that's just where I am at the moment. And, and you mentioned the word mental health. For me, what's so important now more than ever is that we really really do begin to destigmatize mental health and you know coming from a community of color it's we're not taught to talk about our feelings we're not taught to um, or encouraged rather to speak about not feeling okay and i really think it's time that that we are able to say things like you know what, um, Mr. Smith, I can't come into work today because I'm depressed. Yes. Or, yeah. you know what, um, um, Mrs. Goldsmith, I, I'm, 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 I'm really low today and my anxiety levels are completely through the roof. We're able to say that when we have food poisoning, we're able to say that when we have a cold, but we're not able to say that when we're not mentally healthy and why. Yeah. People are committing suicide left, right and centre. People are going to um, institutions because they just don't feel heard. And I think the more that we encourage people to know that it's okay not to be okay, the more our world will begin to unravel in a very beautiful, authentic kind of way. I think so we're afraid to be so honest with ourselves because that means we lay ourselves <laughs> naked and bare and that someone is going to come out and judge me. You know, like, oh, you're not allowed to be sad. So in my particular, like, family, this year has been so difficult because a very close family member is going through this. And hospitalized, and I was like, whoa. And I, maybe it's the years of being away from home, can say, oh, no, she's got depression. She's depressed. And they're like, oh, you can't say that. But actually, you must. Because yeah. the more that person understands, they don't have an illness. But in a way, it is an illness. It is killing them inside. And we have to recognize that it is as serious as anybody going for a six-week operation. You're in. You need to understand what that person is going through. It's not a quick fix. Ah, oh, babe, don't worry. You'll be fine. Yeah. We, women should stop saying that to each other. Yeah. Babe, you're going through a divorce. Ah, oh, babe, don't worry. Give it two weeks. You'll be fine. Yeah. If you've lost a child, you didn't lose your child. didn't get lost. You're yeah. grieving. Yeah. like that person not being we need to start saying and being honest about these words and the more that our kids our kids are growing up in a very anxious society yeah we can't like molly coddle them we need to explain this is what is going on if you're feeling sad or depressed or you're living in angst talk to us you need to tell us i don't want to hear and watch it in a series 13 reasons why and then i'm yeah. like oh wow this is what but this is the world that we're going through and i, yeah. I want to applaud you because it's those honest reflections from that you have said yeah they have destigmatized for other women to come out now also the other thing you. is women's months yeah we always have i i love women's month for so many reasons because we get to share what we're going through mm -hmm. but there are going to be a lot of women 
who are going to use this platform and say, oh, it's about self-care, love yourself. But you're also going to be careful, how do you love yourself? How do you, mm. you know, be open about loving yourself? Um, they're going to give us great advice, do yeah. this in your marriage. And I don't think it's about, everyone has their own personal journey. What is your personal advice? What does your personal journey entail in this whole Women's Month? Where do you stand on so, the platform? So, you know, <clears throat> as a mother to a son, I have to be honest with you, I, 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 so I bring my kids up in a non-gender-based um, home, mm. so I encourage my, my, my kids not to say this is a boy thing, this is a girl yes. thing. I encourage my, my son to respect my daughter and women just as much as I encourage my daughter to respect men. And I think that sometimes when we have things like a woman's month, with all due respect, we almost uh, alienate males. Yes. And I think that in order for us to um, to get to some stage of true equality is to just be embracing of everyone. So my story is simply that I'm constantly in navigation. I often, you know, I often get people saying to me, what is, what is your secret to balance? Like, there's no balance in my life. Every day is a freaking struggle. Yeah. You, do you know what I'm saying? So, Rada, you and Josh have been together for nearly 20 years. What's the secret to your marriage? We've been divorced <laughs> a million times in the last 20 years. You guys yeah. just don't know about it. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like, there is no perfection. The, 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 seriously, I don't, I don't have a formula, I don't have a prescription, I don't have a recipe. I just have simply every day, take each day as it comes and, and be respectful and be kind. And that's all, I, I'm still navigating that, you know. Every day is different because every day I'm in a different mood. Every day the people around me are in different moods. So it's just a constant state of being... Being in progress. Yeah. Yes, that's what it is. I'm just, I am in progress. Yeah. It really is as simple as that. I, I, don't, I don't have the perfect answer. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm, to be honest with you, I feel like things were simpler living in that, you know, closed-minded community yeah. than it is right now. I just, I feel like our world and I feel like our country is living in so much pain at the moment. And, you know, rightfully so when we, when we, when we take note of our, of our past. Um, I, I sometimes, you know, the hippie in me just wants everyone to love each other and to be kind because there is a big hippie that, that swims inside of me and that's really all I want. And so I try to be that in my small little way with just my son and my daughter and hoping that that will have a ripple impact in how they go about and they treat their friends. But I think, you know, um, going back to what you said about social media and and how we depict ourselves, I also think that it's so important that we be real on social media because, you know, social media is a, is a highlight reel of everyone's life. Yeah. Like, we're not seeing people's pain. No, we're not. You know, we're seeing, you know, the selfie that you've seen. There were 57 other selfies that were taken before that one selfie was posted. And so it's important that we bear that in mind every time we look at a post. It's and like, it's what is happening psychologically behind this post. You know, someone that's posting all the time, like 16 posts a day, that's telling us something psychologically. Yeah. Someone that's posting themselves only with makeup on all the time, that's telling us something psychologically. Someone that's posting only happiness, there's, there's a message behind everything. And I think it's important that we, we look at the layers behind, behind um, social media posts. Like I always say, it, it doesn't matter. You don't have to post everything about your life. Yeah. So you can also be very caref careful and choose, like, I'm that person. 
I'm very protective of my family. Yeah. I'm protective of my privacy. Uh, and if I want to do something, and I also don't feel pressurized and bullied. Yeah. However, your average teenage young girl getting into this world is seeing another woman prosper. Is seeing this girl in the most beautiful clothes. Is seeing this gorgeous entrepreneur. Oh wow, YouTube mm. sensation, makeup blogger. I'm a I'm a superstar. And they're grappling. Young girls are grappling today. And I think yeah. the landscape has changed so much. What we probably struggled about when we were teenagers. I mean, I was struggling about <laughs> fighting with my brothers to get like access to the the. Nintendo, you know, yeah, I remember yeah. playing outside marbles and soccer and being and enjoying the environment. Exactly, and yeah. now I see I have a little one that's now working out mom is my Insta and my YouTube account. Who are we following? What is JoJo's see? Yeah. Like our landscapes completely changed. But I've always maintained that you're like you like the celestial being, but you're having a <laughs> but you're having a human experience. Oh, it's that's like, beautiful. Yeah, I love so that. you you're it not makes so, me cry. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever I see these things, I'm like, oh, that's so inspiring. What would you, how would you help navigate your daughter now in like 2019? What so, do you, what, what do you, what are the little guides and little cones and pointers are you giving her? I'm struggling, Sureshni. I mean, it's, it's not, parenting is by far the hardest job I've done um, and will do. And it's particularly more um, challenging with girls. I don't know. I just think yeah. that we're very complex beings. We compare ourselves a lot to other girls or women um, there's an innate jealousy or envy inside of us that resides inside of us. So what do I do with her? My gosh, it's so hard because I'm, I'm trying not to um, live vicariously through her. Yeah. I'm also trying not to give her the upbringing that I had because yeah. it's a completely different time. Yeah. Um, gosh, it's a challenge. I, I, I'm, and we were chatting earlier. It's like the kids today are part of, part of an instant generation. They want things like today. Like yeah. my daughter, for example, is obsessed with a girl called Sophie Darcy, mm -hmm. who is a contortionist. And she wants to be a contortionist yesterday. And I, I have to say to her... So she time, wants to like contour... <laughs> oh, yeah, no. like that's, that's my daughter's dream, thank goodness. She doesn't want to be Kim Kardashian. <laughs> she wants to be a contortionist. Yeah. So I think I'm doing something right for <laughs> now. For now, Come exactly, on. for now. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't realize that you've got to train and that you've got to warm up like she, she wants to be able to do these contortion moves like within nano exactly she calls it a bagel she wants to be she wants to be able to do bagel moves within seconds and so she doesn't quite understand that the picture that she's seen of Sophie Darcy has taken Sophie Darcy months and years of practice to get there but she just sees the picture and wants to do it immediately so it's a challenge. It's, a, it's the pitfalls of our generation that's currently happening. It's this, I call it the microwave generation. Yeah. Pop it in, gratified, done. Mom, I'm famous. Yeah. But it's the hard work that gets lost along the way and the lessons. And I always feel yeah. like I don't want my kid to learn the harsh lessons, but I somehow feel I'm sounding like my mom. You yeah. need to get burnt and then learn like not to do it again. You know? Isn't that amazing how your mother somehow starts to come out of your mouth when you least expect it? And I think, you know, there's also, you and I, I'm sure, have witnessed this. There's such a fundamental difference to the time when we started off in media, which was 20-some-odd years ago, yeah, yeah. to, with all due respect, the, the youngins that are in media right now. It's, yeah. it's taking them months to become... Um, who they are, True, yeah. whereas like I find with, if I speak about just my own journey personally, there was a ladder that I had to climb, like I was I constantly know. auditioning, I was constantly being turned down, there, there was a lot that I had to learn, like you couldn't be as insta famous as you can today, yeah. like you can literally get publicity so quickly today if you do the right thing or become infamous 
in the wrong way, you know, whatever the case is. It's just, it's a different time. And sometimes I grapple with that. Like I, I, look, at, I look at some people or I look at my daughter and I go, you don't even know what hard work is. Mm. You know? Yeah. I always think also like they need to learn that those kind of like lessons in life. They need to get but a bit do of a they, they don't because we're very sensitive in our generation and we molly cuddle and we are we're helicopter parents because yeah. we I don't want my kid to get hurt. But at the same time I feel like I'm lacking in teaching her the right way. And I'm like, I need to let you go. I need you to experience this and understand how tough it is that we didn't just land these jobs. We've had to like really, really work for it. And I think also it'll give us longevity in the industry. Um, when young women are coming into now, they promise this amazing picture. They see the end picture. Mm. They forget there was a frame. They forget there was a canvas and there was an artist and the vision. Mm. So the vision for them is just like, oh, wow, it's amazing. I'll buy it. Done. Sold, yeah. babe. It's now trending. And yeah. I think that's what we're going to have to fix because our kids and the kids coming up now are going to look up to these young women yeah. and say what have you done can you teach me your ways and what are the ways there there aren't very a lot of like little guidelines and yeah they can't write books about I, this, I you think know? it's just you know being true to yourself and and you use the word longevity it's um you know one of the things that I that I loved about my stay when Josh and I moved to America was that living in Los Angeles really taught me um, and I witnessed how people would go on to do what they wanted to do at any age. Yeah. Because that's the thing about, about Los Angeles, for example. If you decide that you want to be a contortionist at the age of 45, there's a class yeah. of other contortionists in there <laughs> at 45, 50, yeah. 60, 70 that are trying to do that. There's like no limits to life or no limits to what you want to do. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and so when we look at longevity, it's, it's about how long can you sustain your authenticity, and it doesn't mean that you've got to stay in the same industry. Or if you do stay in the same industry, are you evolving? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? That That's the thing. And what is evolvement even? Something like that is just so personal. Mm -hmm. It's like, are you, do you have this innate desire to learn more? Yeah. And that's what I loved about Los Angeles. Like, you know, often you see these American actors being triple threats. Why are they triple threats? Because they're constantly extending their craft mm. and I find that sometimes we don't do that enough here in South Africa yeah. we decide oh you're a radio DJ so that's all you're going to do for the rest of your life no absolutely go and learn to play a musical instrument go and study do do just extend yourself yeah. and my, my big thing for myself at the moment and I hope that all I can do is you know be what Mahatma Gandhi says is be the change you want to see yeah. be that example yeah. is that all I hope is that I'm an, I'm an example for my children. Yeah. So I don't have to tell them what to do because I grew up in a, in, a, in a family or with parenting. It's like you will do this and you won't do that. For me, we can't do that with our kids today. We can't scream at them because they'll be like, why are you screaming at me? Or don't tell me not to scream when you scream at me. They're, they're just different souls. Or mom, you're body shaming me or you're fat shaming me. or <laughs> like I'm like, I, pro I promise poverty I'm not. I'm just saying... Yeah. Four slices exactly. of pizza after you've just eaten two burgers. Exactly. That's a bit of a problem, you know what I mean? Exactly. So, yeah. exactly. They, they, but then I can't. Then my husband's an absolute diff different generation, yeah. so you have to be the example. Yeah. You can only lead by example, and hopefully that at some point the seeds that you've planted will grow. Yeah. And then, you know, talking about you saying, you were talking about, you, you know, you, you don't want to protect your kids too much, but you also love and care for them. Yeah. My, one of my favorite writings is by Khalil Gibran. Oh, yes. You know, your our children, children are ours. They come through us, but they're, they're, not, not, from they're not from us. You've got yeah. to let them go at some point. So you do the best that you can do with awareness and consciousness, and then you've got to trust that it's all going to unfold. Yeah. And you also hope that the seeds that you plant, they, they take 
they take flights. And I always say, like, with me, my foundation is kindness. Yeah. And I always say, please be kind. Yeah, so it's like we're, we're handing out, uh, I say that we're praising mediocrity. Mm-hmm. And people are handing out stickers, like in a normal classroom situation. Oh, Johnny, you picked up the litter. Here's a gold sticker yeah. for you. And then the kids are just getting these kind of gratifications but like but is it really important whereas we should be pushing education get yeah. your academics right try and like be better at sport and and be good to each other i think mm. that's far more important than teaching giving them a, an award just because maybe they picked a flower I'm like no 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 yeah it should be something you do standard you do anyway yes, right so yeah. that kind of thing you know hopefully comes from parenting and 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 the Conscious home parenting. yeah and and then also you know when your kids for example when your kids draw something you know, and they come to you, like, I'm sure you have this as well. I, my, my, I have, like, a chameleon and one drawings at home, paintings. I saw, I saw this little uh, meme that said, you dread the day when your child asks you where's all their other drawings because you've thrown three-quarter of it away. So lovely. <laughs> but instead of saying, oh, my love, this is beautiful, rather say, Tell me about your picture. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Instead of like saying to your child, oh, this is so lovely, mommy's proud of you, rather encourage that communication. Mm. Tell me about your picture. Why did you make her head so big and his hand so small? Yeah. Like, so then you, you, you encourage dialogue, you yeah. encourage critical thinking. It's those little things, yeah. the little, little things. And those communication tools, unfortunately, are going away because we're doing this. Yeah. Hi, how was your day? Yeah, it was good. How was yours? Yeah. And it, that's what I'm worried. Like, we, first of all, we're going to damage our vertebra. That's the first thing for yeah, me. Exactly. Um, and I just think that as we get older and as the, as the years are going to get on us, I'm going to miss out. She's not going to know what my eyes look like when I'm sad yeah. or how my pupils change when I'm anxious about something. Yeah. Or can you read my face? Mm. Do you know, like, I think that yeah. th- that beautiful touch, the feeling, the, the, the power mm. of touch, oh, that power of touch is healing. Like, my parents yeah. always, when you had a bad day, come. Mom will massage your head or your yeah, back. Exactly. And when, when I'd go help my mom massage her head, what happened today? Or mm. why are you upset? And I, I just want to go, I want to return to that. That yeah. feeling of like, let's, let's engage like, together. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's those little things where time was spent. You're talking about massage your head. Like, you know, in a community, in an Indian community, like putting oil on your child's yes. hair is a big thing. and that's So therapeutic. Yeah, and, and like mm. we, you're actually spending quality time with your daughter or your yeah. son massaging the amla oil into yeah. their hair. Coconut oil people, very these are, good. These are little things <laughs> yeah. that we took for granted back then, but they were one-on-one time with your yeah. parent at the time, which is so beautiful that yeah. we've almost neglected or forgotten about. But it was precious moments between a parent and a child, which which is something that we've got to try and instill in, in our little ways. Yeah. I have such a strong core memory of my mom. And I, my mom used to have long nails. Mm. And my dad hated these long nails. He's like, <laughs> because the one time she may have scratched me by mistake. And I think as a child, it must have been about, I think I was at seven. I remember being in the bathroom and she mistakenly scratched me. You said she may have scratched okay, she did. Mind. Okay, but I felt was bad. Was it on purpose? No, she was, she was like helping me in the tub. And I remember going to cry. Oh, dad, mommy scratched me. And my mom, I'll never forget my dad. I'll never forget my mom. She was proud of these nails. And she, that's the only thing that she loved. Yeah. And he made a clip of these nails. And I felt so guilty that I... Girls are manipulative. We're not. I think... And I I'll see, never, my daughter does that with my husband all the time. And She's, then she... Like, like, and so I remembered, like, <laughs> apologizing. Mom, you can, your nails are very... Pre- yeah, but I hurt you. I'm like, I know you didn't mean to, but maybe I overreacted. Yeah. But I remember that feeling of my mom, her nail, at the sound. Yeah. And now, when I, now that she's older, and I remember having a bit of a stress then, and I actually 
actually, like I kind of went there and said, just want you to just help me with my hair. <laughs> Meanwhile, I just wanted that touch. Yeah. And I do the same thing now. And I come, That's beautiful. And I, and I said to her, And you're creating such a beautiful yeah. memory. I mean, look at you. You're, you know... <laughs> Are you? Yes, you are in your forties. Yes, and yeah, and you're recalling you're recalling yeah. this beautiful memory from back in the day. But you're doing the same thing with your daughter, which like, is <gasps> something so powerful. Wow. And I think we need to activate that. And our minds must be yeah. conscious, you know. Like I want to take her back to how we grew up, or how the things that mattered to me as a teenager. I found diaries, and I loved writing. I always wanted to be a writer. Hmm. That's why I ended up in journalism. So did you? You're, yes, you're yes, a journalism graduate. Yes. And she asked me, "Mom, what did you always want to be?" And I said to her, "Don't laugh." But I really was a feminist and I wanted to join the suffragette movement. And I thought I was going to, my mom and dad was like, can you cook a biryani? Exactly. <laughs> You're never going to get married. But I remember like what my parents always said to me, what, whatever you do, hopefully you get married and some nice boy will marry you. <laughs> wow. Um, but they just said to me, just be safe and just be happy. Yeah. And I want the same for my kid now. I don't care if she can't do the biryani. I can't cook to save my life, but I, I make a plan. I adapt and I learn. I just wanted to like be be conscious of who she is and yeah. what her role is on this planet, yeah. and that she has a role, and that in yeah. her life she must give back and she must be able to like gather gather information yeah. and help fellow men. That's what I want. Yeah, you you know we we want our kids to find out what's their purpose, as yes. we want to find out what our purpose is. Yeah. And you know you don't necessarily have to find that out at any particular age, but hopefully the journey of life is to find out what's your purpose and then to live that purpose and hopefully that purpose involves giving back to community. Um, you know, you, I, I saw something so interesting uh, also once again on social media the other day and it was this little baby that was looking up at, um, at his parents and he saw his mom's face and his dad's face with a phone yes. in front of it. Yes. So you actually don't get to see your parents' eyes and facial like their nose and their mouth but you've seen this, this phone in front of them because they've constantly got a phone in your face. Yeah. And that's so dangerous. Like, I, I can see that on social media quite often where parents basically spend their entire day insta-storing their kids' lives, which yeah. means that when your child is looking at you, they see this phone as your face. Yeah, exactly. Now, that's pretty dangerous. It so, is, yeah. talking about what, what are the things that we need to be doing right, I, I think we need to go back to the senses. You know, the sound, the yeah. touch, the taste. Yeah. When, you, when you're interacting more with senses, that's what yeah. your mother gave you, for yes. example, yeah. then, then I think you're doing something right. Yeah. But when you've got a phone in front of your child's face, and I see how we want to record every moment yeah. because it's so easy to do that. Yeah. And I, for example, come from a family that didn't take any pictures. So yeah. at one stage I found myself, you know, incessantly taking pictures of my kids. But then I also realized that I needed to be present mm -hmm. and now one of the things that I do for example is when I go to my child's concert I tend to put my phone away because often then what happens is you land up recording the concert and you're looking through, through you're looking mm -hmm. through the lens and you're not actually looking at your child's face yeah. but you're looking at your child's face via another lens and I I realized this about a year ago and so now I find myself trying to be present at sporting events or at concerts or not constantly holding the yeah. phone up because what's most important? How often do we go back to those memories? We don't really go, I, I mean on your phone. Yeah. We don't oh, yeah, often go back to yeah. it because life it's, is so busy. So rather just be present at that very moment and keep it inside this database. Yeah. You know? I, get, I get called out and I, and I think I'm really proud of my kid. I really am because, yes, she can drive me insane. 
but she always calls me out, especially like she likes going to safaris. Yeah. That is her thing. The kid wants to be a ranger and she wants to save all the animals. That's I asked beautiful. her, what is your spirit animal? I'm a foxicorn. She actually asked me, we went to do passports. Mom, at what age can I change my name? I'm like, what's wrong with Parvini Milan? It's like, I'm, you don't know, it's great, but I want to be called Fox. And I was like, oh, I don't think they allow that. No, 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 there are rules. I'm allowed to have a change at any point. I'm like, because mom, I feel I need to be out there living my life, like be free. I want to be with the animals. She's got such a beautiful connection oh, to the earth. Beautiful. But she always calls me like, mom, if you put the phone away, you can see it with your own eyes. And she's yeah. always doing it. And, and I always think, oh, it's not about this. And now, doesn't that when make I, you feel guilty? I feel so. Yeah. She, look, she mom guilts me and it's great that she does it. But, but, she but does you it know why rice, she mom guilts you? Yeah. Because you taught her that. Yeah, so, so that's so, a powerful moment, right? Because yeah. she has recognized that because you taught her that. Yeah. She, you have taught her to be present. That's why she's calling you out. Yeah. So it's, it's actually, you, 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 you're on the right track. I think I'm going to survive parenting. I think I've, you are. I've managed to keep her alive for so many years. <laughs> I think we could. Without her breaking. <laughs> oh, my word. I, I think that's my greatest fear. But I think we all do it. For women, um, I always talk about when how I describe other women, because a lot of women want to get into the industry. Z, you were, you were that light for many of us because we're like, Z, Zureta got a gig on 5FM, whoa. And we all wanted to like follow your suit. When you got from weekends from 2 to 5, and you moved to like 10 to PM to 1, and then you got the 9 to 12 gig. And I remember you saying, I'm the first woman of color to be on daytime for 5FM. And there was that massive. No, I was the first woman, period. Not even of color. 5FM had never had a female in a weekday show before. I mean, isn't that disgusting? Sorry, not not to 5FM, but just to radio. Like, I mean, like, how dare you? Like, what, are we not... They don't trust us with the buttons, yeah. people. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's crazy to think about and it. And now, Tando Tabere on 5FM, yeah. first female drive time host. Like, we've got such strong females across the board yeah. and doing everything. And the way I see it, the studio is just a studio. It's a mechanical setup. Yeah. It doesn't change and become pink and glitzy and unicorn when I arrive. The boys and girls run things. And I think that's what you, that's the game changer. In your mind, when you want to get into radio, don't box yourself and don't put hurdles before you run the race. Don't say, oh, because I'm a girl, they're going to give me a 9 to 12 slot because that's the audience I speak. No, you're yeah. not. You're speaking across and I think that's where, that's where you need to think out the box. But a lot of, a lot of people or society say women are very difficult oh, okay. with each other. We're almost like crabs in a box. But the crabs in the box, the one crab wants to climb out and the other ones pull it down. Mm. It's that we are qualifying in PhDs. Pull her down syndrome. Hmm. Not anything else. Play a haters degree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Play a haters degree. Do you find now that you are in this space? Like, what if, what, are you, you're a varsity student. What is it like you in your 40s, being through all of this super successful top of your game, now going back to see what the 20 year olds are doing or what, how they're thinking? Yeah. Do you think we're, we're beating this PhD that pull her down syndrome? You know, Sureshni, I don't know if it's something that it's, that's intentional or something Winter that's just naturally ingrained in me that I'm show. born with, that's part of my Winter temperament and personality, but I've show. never really been Winter one of those women. Like, like I remember at 5FM, um, even when I was at Good Hope FM, but when I was at 5FM and it was myself and Nicole Fox, I remember like, um, you know, Heat Magazine would write crap about us that actually didn't exist in divisive, real life. Very divisive, yeah, like, yeah. like trying to divide, but yet they wouldn't do that between Mark Gilman and, 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 and Sasha, you know, so I... I didn't really get involved in that. It was, you know, I, so I, it's a funny thing, you know, 
I got into broadcasting because I love broadcasting. I'm not a, I'm not, I don't know if opportunist is the right word, but I'm not, so I didn't want to get the drive time show. I didn't have that kind of drive, excuse the pun. It's not going to be rare for a woman to do a drive time show or for a woman to host a show. I mean, the fact that we sometimes still have a host and a co-host, yeah, yeah. and the co-host is always female. Like, I'm sorry, but what the <laughs> if? We're good you, What are we, 1960, yeah. that the woman always, that the co-host is always female? Why can't the co-host be male? Yeah, exactly. Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? So I think now in 20, um, 2019, 2020, I think, I just think it's completely different. I think it's non-negotiable. It's just, it's going to be equal. Yeah. It's going to be equality. And you know what? It's actually translating real life. We grew up with... Uh, the phenomena of Barbie dolls yeah. um, was never my favorite initially. I mean, I was more tomboyish, yeah. but I always had one. Always like, oh, she's so beautiful. Yeah. Now Barbie slogan is, you can be anything. And I love that because the, the, the dolls that you see now, now my little one's engaging with that. Oh, that's pretty cool. There's a vet. There's someone that I want to be. There's an astronaut. There's a scientist. And I think we need to promote more of that for our kids and saying also, you don't have to play with this stuff. And it can be yeah. for boys too. I never have this thing about... You must only wear pink because you're a girl. Or you must only do this. Or, you know, boys... My mom, unfortunately, in the way that they were raised, which I know is a historical, traditional, cultural thing. Yeah. And I know she would have changed it. My mom was very ambitious and very, like, everybody's equal in this house. Mm -hmm. But she'll always say, like, you know, girls must do this job and you have to do certain certain yeah. duties. And I respect that. And I, but I knew that when I became a parent or I became a woman, I wasn't going to let that happen to my kid. Yeah. And my child will learn to do every bit of chore, whether yeah. it's taking out the trash. My brothers didn't have to do Why did they have to do it? Why, should, why yeah. couldn't I offer? And now we're finding more independent woman-headed households, single woman-headed households. We also don't need to be in a relationship to have a kid. And yeah. we're finding ourselves, like you said, we're becoming very powerful and very strong. But we're also not losing our femininity. Yeah. That, that real essence of what makes us who we are. Yeah. That beautiful inside, that warmth, that, that generosity, that, that lives within us. I like Completely. to always tap into that. There is such beauty in that. You know, we celebrate it. Absolutely. You know, um, Sureshni, uh, I mean, the woman truly is special. Uh, there's, uh, and I'm not saying this because I'm female, but men are birthed from women. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you can't... You can't have a boy unless you have a girl. Yeah. So, and yes, there'll be the argument, well, you can't have a child unless you have a male and a female, but it's the mother's body that incubates that baby. You know, it's the female, it's the female, it's the phenomenal woman yeah. who incubates that baby. So women truly are a special species. They, they, they honestly are. We are living in such a powerful time right now. And as, as much as it's scary for you and I, because... We've made the transition from analog to digital, you know, from the 70s and 80s into what we have right now, which is the complete technical, digital, instant gratification age. It's also so exciting to be female. Um, I don't know if you know this, but the Victoria Secret show has yes, just been cancelled. And that's because Brilliant. women are saying no, you know, because of the Me Too campaign, you're not going to objectify us anymore. And so... We, what's beautiful about the time that we're living in right now is this one word called accountability. So if you're racist, you're going to be held accountable. Yeah. If you're sexist, you're going to be held accountable. If you're ageist, you're going to be held accountable. Yeah. So it's a wonderful time to be alive, and it's also a wonderful time to be female. And I also see, um, or rather I read a couple of days ago, 
that the Miss South Africa campaign has a, a female or plus size yes. and a woman that has vitiligo. And I've never seen and that's a contestant. Amazing. And also girls with short hair. We often we have this image about like, oh, our pageant winners need to have tresses of beautiful long hair. Yeah. Miss Jamaica last year had the most beautiful crown of an afro and she walked it like nobody's business. We had a transgender contestant from mm -hmm. Spain um, and she was tra she is transgender, out transgender yeah. and fully publicly knows this is what I'm doing. But women like that representing us on a stage, mm. I was like, we need more of this. We need to stop putting us in boxes and saying, yeah. here's a nice pretty little label, you are going to be this yeah. and you're going to be because I think Z, had you had that, you wouldn't have been Zareta Z Power. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you like broke that stereotype to yeah, start well, off with. You know. Thank you. Well, we both did actually. <laughs> yeah. Both you and I yeah. did that. So it's it's not only me. And thank you for that. I you you asked me about the goals at university. That's exactly what they are. And that's also what universities are encouraging today when it comes to um, selections. Mm. When it comes to people that they're choosing, they're choosing diversity. And diversity does not mean black or Indian or coloured. Yeah. It means what is it about you that makes you different? You transgender, we want you. Because we need to be, we have to be at a place where everyone is fully accepted. Because if we don't fully accept everyone as they are, then we are, mental illness is just going to become more and more and more prevalent and yeah. we're never going to break that. So I am actually quite happy right now at where we are, and I think that we are living in the most exciting time, you and I. Yeah. Oh, we really brilliant. are. Yeah. And I think what you started of doing with going back to school mm -hmm. proves to many women who might think that they can only go as far as matric, you get a degree, you mm -hmm. need to get married and follow this and have kids or whatever. I think you have broken that stereotype and it tells us our minds actually have the ability to learn. And it doesn't mean when you reach 40 or 50 that you, your brain switches off. Yeah. Older people are leaving the work market, but it also that means that they can take their skills and impart it and still teach. Yeah. So you, you still have the ability to learn, you still yeah. have the interest to want to learn, and you're still a conscious citizen. And you know, and, Suresh, you know, I always say this, life can be short, but life can also be long. Mm -hmm. And if your life is long, it is so, it's paramount that you do what you want to do during that time. We're living much longer now than we ever did before. Yeah. Yeah. If we eat correctly, we exercise, we can live really, really long lives. And what does that mean? That means that you don't have to have one career for mm. the rest of your life. Yeah. If you decide in 10 years time, in five years time, or in one month's time that you want to change your career and you want to become a chef, you should feel the inner workings and self-esteem to be able to make that change without fear. Yeah. And so it takes people to actually do that, to give other people permission to know that they can do it mm. too. And so going back to that word authentic, just live your life authentically. And that means do you. Yeah. It's the best person you know how to be anyway. When people go, who do you want to be when you grow up? I'm like, I just want to be me. Yeah. Because right now, that's the person I understand. Yeah. That's the person I want to grow. Yeah. Uh, it's and wonderful to aspire and you can emulate. Yeah. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. But always essentially be authentically yeah. yourself. And you'll know inside of you what feels good or what is good. Because what is good will feel good. Yeah. And so for me right now, being this student with an insatiable appetite to learn yeah. is what feels good. So what is your plan? I know what is say, my plan? Because you also mustn't say, what's your future plan? Yeah. Where so, are you right you know, now? Where Sureshna, do you find I really, um, mental health and well-being really is my passion at the moment. Um, and that's the journey that I'm on. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, I, I, I'd, love to, I'd love to practice in that field in, in some time to come. Um, and, and, you know, broadcasting is going to run through my veins for the rest of my life. It's, yeah. 
it's something it's that you, yeah, it's, yeah it's yeah it's if it's in you it's in you you know um, but yeah mental health and well-being is is um, is what I'm passionate about at the moment and if I caught up with you in five years time where do you think I'm gonna find you where are you gonna where find would me? I where should I find you in five years time well hopefully I'd love to have a my own practice in, in, the, in the mental health and well-being field. I'm very interested in neuropsychology as well. Um, I'm interested in how our gut impacts our brain, how the brain impacts the gut. I'm, I'm interested in how we can heal ourselves through nutrition by what we eat. I'm interested in creating um, a strong force around me, especially with females who are innately so insecure to make them feel that they are okay. So there's a lot that I want to do and I hope that in five years time when we meet up again that I will have funneled <laughs> I will have funneled all of this into a into a path. But for for the moment it's just there's a lot that's swimming and it's in the field of mental health and well being, yeah. So like if you had your, your you could change your biography beneath your name on Instagram and if you stood for something, what would it say? Some people go, ah, oh, you know, wonder wonderlust always yeah. that always dream. What would yours so, be? So mine has been um, how long has Instagram been around? Maybe about seven years. Seven years? Maybe eight years? less, yeah. Uh, I think less. So I've had the same profile picture on Instagram for Have the last you? seven years. I can find this. <laughs> I've had the same profile picture on for seven years and I've had the same a biog okay. on for seven years, which is, I'm a child of the universe navigating my way, my way. And that's what it will remain. That is right. True story. There she is, child. And child then CJ. Yeah. yeah so but can you add like my one, celestial being having a human experience. Celestial being having a human experience. Okay. <laughs> With inverted commas, credits, Sureshi Rider. Rider. Okay. Yeah. So in five years, we can like regroup. Um, if you were to impart us with anything that you think that the girl of today, the woman of today who's trying to find herself, trying to find her voice, trying to navigate who she is in this universe, what would you tell her? I would tell her to just feel it. You know, I know it sounds like ethereal and esoteric and airy-fairy yeah. and hippie, but just feel yourself. Yeah. Feel yourself, you know. Like, like we're so distracted with so many other senses yeah. that we're forgetting to just feel. And when you feel you'll get to your gut. And when you get to your gut, you get to your intuition. And when you get to your intuition, you get to your magic. And when you get to your magic, you get to flow. Oh, so girl. feel it. Hashtag enough said. Phenomenal. <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> Thank you, my, my girl. <laughs> to hear more, check out the full interview on 5FM TV on YouTube. Okay, ladies. Or listen to it on 5FM.co.za. Now let's get information.